Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me tonight, Sir Michael. Hello. And myself, Timothy. Hello. We're a book club for games. And today we are. Today, we're going to talk about Death Stranding. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, what would I even say to that? Yay, Death Stranding. Spoilers. Or no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. No story spoilers. Nothing beyond what you find out in the first couple of hours of the game. Which is basically all cutscenes. Spoiler. So what is Death Stranding? So Hideo Kojima's first game after leaving Konami revealed at E3 2016 in a totally WTF trailer released on PS4 in November 2019 and on PC July 2020 83 on Metacritic 6.8 out of 10 from IGN Two out of five from Giant Bomb. You like Giant Bomb, right? I mean, that's a pretty shocking score for a AAA game. So Giant Bomb, I think Giant Bomb is like a, really demonstrates how divisive this game is and how expectation management was not a consideration by Kojima. Yeah. I mean, the overall score is good, right? I mean, it's Metacritic, but it got a lot of, like, 10 out of 10s, and then (laughs) a non-trivial number of really terrible scores. And, I mean, do you remember when the first trailers for this game came out? Like, everyone was like, what is this game? It's, It's Norman Reedus. And an oily baby. Like, <laughs> what is going on? I remember the floating ghostly figures. And I remember trying to overlay all this imagery back onto Metal Gear. So, deep down I thought this was Metal Gear, but in a different context. And I thought it was just all uh, an elaborate tease. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think what people wanted was another Metal Gear. And what they got was Delivery Boy Simulator. Because, you know, when the actual gameplay came out, people were like, what? (laughs) You know, like, what is the game actually about? It's stacking preposterous loads of cargo on your back and then peeing in the wilderness. You know, that's what that's the imagery that actually stuck in people's head once gameplay footage was revealed. Oh, sorry. 
with a baby strapped to your chest. And how have you spin it? That premise isn't as cool as stealth action. I mean, that was I a mean, lie. Maybe, maybe if you've got no imagination. No, you're right. It's, it's, it's yeah, it, it's a harder sell. I won't lie. And I, th- I think that explains all the, the low scores to some degree. Because fundamentally, it's not a, a two out of five game, I don't think. You know, from a gameplay I, I, perspective. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think the fundamental difficulty is, you know, if it had been a stealth action game, you know, if it had been gameplay-wise like another Metal Gear, you know, you had guns and you were ambushing and taking down soldiers or, or whatever, people, people understand that now. You know, people have a framework for games like that. And then they would have given it, you know, 10 out of 10. But yeah, what is the game? It's like, it's just, it's just so different. And either you engage with it and you enjoy it or you don't. And then you give it two out of five. I mean, Kojima himself, you know, he refers to it as being the first strand game which I think is interesting. I mean, he said, you know, a strand game is an original genre comprising of social elements, you know, and he, in, he likens it to Metal Gear because he says Metal Gear was originally called an action game because the stealth genre didn't exist. You know, the stealth genre came about because of Metal Gear and now Metal Gear games are called stealth or stealth action. So he's obviously trying to create a new genre of strand game although really it's delivery simulator like i i don't think the social elements in death stranding are unique you know i mean when i saw the social elements it actually reminded me of dark souls i mean the gameplay is totally different but things like leaving messages in the world and seeing echoes of other people's gameplay the bloodstains and so on you know those elements of dark souls are like the social elements of death stranding so i don't think he really has invented a new genre here much as he'd like to think he has i want to talk about the social elements and how we played but we can talk about that in the impressions i mean if you think it's appropriate we can do it now or do you think it's gonna be really long no i just wanted to say we played on different platforms, so we couldn't see each other's playthroughs. I mean, there was no, like, I don't know how the environments overlap or what I, was, I would see from your game and what, I would, what you would see from my game. But there's no crossplay between PS4 and PC. I don't think so, no. Although, it's funny because I sent you a picture, right? Because while I was playing, I literally got a pop-up saying, like, hey, here's a shared vehicle from Ting. And I was like what is from ting and it was actually like an evangelion unit one colors it was like a purple and green long range reverse trike and i was like wow ting knows me so well and i was like wait it's not that ting it's a completely different person who happens to be called ting but it was a funny coincidence should we talk about the famous people it is full of famous people i mean i i do think that's a really defining characteristic of this game not of the strand game genre but certainly of death stranding itself i already mentioned norman reedus there's also leia Sedu, mads mickelson 
Guillermo del Toro, although it's actually just his likeness. The acting and voice work's done by Jesse Corti. Because I heard he was actually, I heard he was actually too busy directing films, so they just, you know, scanned his actual physical appearance. But he didn't do any of the mocap. Any you wanted to call out? No, not really. I've not come across them all, if I'm honest. Yeah, I guess you're pretty early. I mean, two non-Hollywood ones that I thought were interesting. There's Jeff Keighley as the Ludens fan. You know, like a a gamer, I guess. And I'm probably going to say the name wrong, but Junji Ito, who's a famous horror manga artist as the engineer. I thought that was pretty cool. Both of those. Do do they do a good job? Do they do a good job with the material? Because, you know, we know how crazy the story gets. Do they know what they're talking about when they're delivering it? They're just like cameos. They're just like random characters. By the main they, they don't say very much. They're, they're not delivering like major story exposition stuff. I'm talking about the main characters. Oh, the main characters. Exactly, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I think their performance is pretty good. It's better than Keanu. It's better than Johnny Silverhand. Sorry, Keanu, but... Do, do, you think, do you think they paid big bucks to get these people? Or do you think Kojima just called in some favours? Like, Do you think they actually just... Everyone wants to work with Kojima? I think these people want to work with Kojima. He's, he's just such a guy. He's just mad. How has he managed to do these things? You would want to be associated with him. It, make, it just makes sense. So you want to be associated with Tarantino. Yeah, is Kojima like the Tarantino of games? Maybe. <laughs> All right. So what is the game really then? Like mechanically, what do you do? It's a walking simulator. <laughs> But but why are you walking? No, Where are you walking to and from? Settlements. Settlements. Buildings to deliver cargo. Yeah. You're, you're basically a delivery man. Well, you Actually, they, they call it a porter, don't they? In the oh, game. Yeah. You're a porter. You deliver things from place to place, like cities or isolated a settlement buildings i don't know where where preppers live and yeah you can carry cargo i mean you can carry the cargo literally in your hands or you can put it on your cargo rack on your back and you're like hunched over under this like towering mountain of cargo and i mean they really put quite a lot of effort into like the simulation of the walking you know it's it's not a walking simulator in the derogatory sense although it is a bit derogatory but yeah the game is like modeling your weight distribution to some extent and you have to shift your balance by well on the pc it's left or right mouse click and i guess on the controller it's left or right trigger uh yeah and you know you've got a You've got to shift your balance to keep your weight centered or you'll fall over. It's actually, 
It's actually quite a lot of work sometimes. <laughs> and then, you know, beyond just your balance, there are other obstacles to you making your delivery. So you've got physical impediments, like, you know, the world itself. There can be cliffs, there can be canyons, there can be rivers. There's rain, like seriously bad rain. There are action-y kind of obstacles in the form of mules. So mules are other humans who are trying to steal your cargo. And those bits are a bit Metal Gear Solid-ish, I guess, because, you know, you can actually fight them. And then the other major impediment are BTs. And BTs, generally, you avoid by stealthing around them, by hiding. So, there's a bit of everything there, you know? It's not that different from Metal Gear, after all. The action's not as cool. (laughs) Such a complainer. And then, I don't think you've got to this yet, but they introduce more mechanics as the game goes on. You build structures, you rebuild roads, you can actually send automated delivery bots out to make the deliveries for you. And they're actually kind of cute. They like they actually like whistle a little tune as they're walking along. It's kind of it's kind of funny. And making deliveries gets you likes. Like likes in the Facebook sense of the word. So yeah, maybe the game's not really about making the deliveries. Maybe the game is about accumulating likes. But there's a lot of like making connections. And links, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's that's the plot. That's what that's what you're trying to achieve. That's your mission in life. That's your raison d'être. Connect America, build the chiral network, make us whole again. So, shall we talk about our playthroughs so far? Yeah. So I'll start. I've actually not made much progress, if I'm honest. I've got to order eight. Which is, it's taken me five and a half hours to get there, though. (laughs) That's because the first, like, two and a half hours are cutscenes, pretty much. Like, to get to, to even get to, like, order one, you've got to watch, like, 90 minutes of cutscene. So what's your excuse for only getting to order eight? We've moved countries. 
Although you've moved countries also. <laughs> I, I haven't really moved. <laughs> I've, I've unintentionally moved. I mean, you've moved for good. Yes, I've intentionally moved permanently. Yeah, there's a lot of upheaval. So you're in the UK now? Yep, same as you. <laughs> I mean, I only came for Christmas. But, you know, it turns out a mic's not just for Christmas, a mic's for... Easter as well. Yeah. I mean, I've made pretty good progress on account of unintentionally moving here and then having nothing else to do because I'm unemployed. <laughs> you wear it like a badge of honour. You have to laugh or you'll cry. So, I'm on order 32. And I've played about 23 hours. Which I think is halfway-ish through the game. I have not read any spoilers. So, I have... (laughs) I still have no idea what's going on. And... I also haven't died yet. So how do you know you're halfway-ish through the game if you've not read any spoilers? Okay, fine. I looked at an IGN guide just to see the maximum mission number. So You've just halved it. Yeah. I, I, there's more than 64 missions, I think, but like ballpark, you know. It's somewhere in the middle of the game. And I'm sure not all the missions are mandatory either. So, So just talking about the playthrough, you know, from the start... Something that really stuck in my mind, when you start the game, it asks you for your birthday. So, I don't know about you, I told it my real birthday. And then it just printed some statement on the screen saying, higher levels of dooms have been observed in, you know, those born under certain constellations. And I was like, am am I born under one of those constellations? And what's dooms? And then, boom, it just moves on. No explanation. And because you've not wanted to spoil yourself, you don't know what this means. Well, I, I still don't know what dooms means. I mean, I don't know if that's a spoiler, the fact that I still don't know after 23 hours, but I don't know what dooms means. And I have no idea if the star sign stuff has any impact on the game. But, you know, maybe it's just flavor text. Maybe it's just scene setting. I don't know. But it's something that will come back, hopefully, in the next episode. Yeah, I mean, in the next episode... I'm going to look it up one way or the other so I'll know. And then the confusion train doesn't stop there. You know, it's just getting started. Boom. Two hours of cutscenes with very confusing terminology. The Death Stranding. The beach. Void outs. Beach things. Repatriates. What? It's it's, it's done in such a way that you want to learn more. It's not there purely just to confuse you, just... What's the right word to say? I don't think it's like Tides of Numenera, where it's just trying to force law down your throat. I think it's done intentionally to add mystery. Yeah, I mean, it's it, you're right, it's the opposite. It's not trying to, like, shove all this stuff down your throat and, like, learn this, learn this law. Look, our world is so cool. It's just like... Our world is so cool that we don't need to tell you what it's about. You should you should figure it out yourself. You know, they just they just use these terms because if you were a denizen of this world, you would know what they mean. 
too bad, you know, if you don't. And yeah, I really want to know. I think it's done really well. I mean, it's mental, but it's also really good. Like, I really, I'm really enjoying the writing and the story, even though objectively it makes no sense. The, the people are also totally mental and very confusing. Like, what's with the names? Like, Dead Man, Die Hard Man, like... Some of the others are more normal. I guess there's Bridget, the last president of the United States. And also your mother, evidently. And then Amelie, who... I am sure there is some shifty business going on with Amelie, but I don't know what it is yet. Did you want to make a statement, I guess, at this point? And just say, I knew it, in episode two. Yeah, yeah okay, so... They say that the president, Bridget, is your mother. And they also say that Amelie is her daughter. So the implication there is that Amelie is your sister. But I, I don't think she's your sister. I think there's something else going on. Like, I originally thought that Amelie might be your wife. Which would mean that for one of you, Bridget was the mother-in-law. But I also wouldn't rule out it being something completely nuts and totally different. Like, there's clearly some weird business going on with Amelie's age. Because, you know, she mentions very early on in this first couple of hours, you know, her body's on the beach, so she doesn't age. They just like, it's just like one line and you could, you could miss it if you weren't paying attention. But there's definitely something weird going on with her age. And it's probably all connected to the beach, which is itself a strange concept, which I don't fully understand. I'm going to go with Bridget Klein. Ooh. Just so we have something to talk about next time around. Yeah, let's see. This is going to be like... This is going to be like the Her Story episode. Where <laughs> I was confident. Let's, let's not go into that. Let's not go into that. So... Your mission, should you choose to accept it, which you don't, but it turns out it's your mission anyway. Reconnect America via the chiral network. And then off you go on your first task. The game kind of starts proper. So on the first, on your first walk, did you get the whole, the, 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 the camera pulls back and the music kicks in? Yeah. That was really good. That was a really nice touch. That really set the scene for me. Yeah, because like the game is usually just ambient sound, but every now and then, at like critical moments, you'll get one of these cinematic, you know, camera angles and an appropriate piece of music. And th there are so many things in this game that are really cinematic. There are so many great shots camera angles framing and yeah this is just one of the first ones but it's really good it's really powerful yep it was that sense of isolation that i really liked i don't know if that changes as you play more of the game yeah i mean the the vast majority of the time 
you don't see anyone else. It's just you and the wilderness. It's okay. So as you make that first walk, immediately you notice how deliberate the walking mechanic is. And I say that, I say that when I'm also thinking about Cyberpunk 2077, when I said it, everything about Cyberpunk was the opposite of that. I, mean, I guess it helps that it's a third-person game because you can see your character and you can see where they're putting their feet. You know, you can see the way their limbs are moving because obviously in real life, you don't have to look at your arms and legs. You've got a sense for where everything is because of like proprioception. And then you lose that in a first-person game. But in this, obviously, yeah, you can see it and it all makes sense. Like the way, the way Sam moves is quite believable. Even when he's got like some massive heavy tower of cargo on his back and he's like swaying side to side and you can see it, you know, starting to shift and he starts to tilt one way and you've got to like adjust your balance and like lean the other way. And it's good. I mean, just even walking around feels good. Like, he's got a real sense of, like, weight and heft to him. Like, most games, I'm just, like, running around bunny hopping everywhere. You know, like, I don't do that in this game. Because I'm like, oh, I need to I need to take care of my cargo. I need to, like, think about where I'm going to step next. You know, you've got this scanner. It will show you like how difficult to traverse the terrain is and you know i find myself like avoiding like small rocks and stuff because i don't want to trip over and face plant i mean it is kind of amazing it works so well but they must have thrown a lot of money and people at it or maybe it's just the engine i don't know but it looks great it feels really good i mean it is a triple a game so you'd kind of expect it Actually, another thing about the feel of the game, even though it is a different engine, to me, it did kind of still feel like Metal Gear Solid. I don't know if you got that. I did get that, yeah. Yeah, there's like, both in the way your character moves, but also even like the menus, like the style of the menus and the way the interface works, reminded me of Metal Gear Solid. Well, Metal Gear Solid 5V, whatever it is. Though I did hear that pretty much like half the team that made Metal Gear defected with Kojima to Kojima Productions to make this. So maybe that explains it. You know, the same people are going to make stuff that feels kind of the same. In the few orders I did complete, I kept getting S ranks. Am I really good at this game? Or, yeah, my reaction was similar to yours actually, because the first few orders I got S ranks, and I was like, "Oh, is it just because it's easy?" But pretty much every order I've done, I've got an S rank. So sorry, like, it just seems that you always get S ranks unless you really screw up. I'm okay with us with both of us being great at this game. Yeah, I th I think if you take care of your cargo, you basically get an S rank. Like. There's only a very small number of times when I haven't got an S rank. So an anecdote of the time I got a B 
these were like orders 30 and 31 actually these were like just before the ones i've these were like the last deliveries i did before i stopped playing for this episode so i took on two missions at the same time because they were both in the same direction like you know they were both to deliver to isolated people who were both like way far away from the delivery center i was starting out from and between me and them there was both difficult terrain so there were like loads of like crevasses or canyons like gashes in the landscape that you had to cross and also loads of mules so people trying to steal my cargo and you actually get a gun in the game so you get like this bowler gun which like shoots out like a lasso or something you can tie people up and because all these mules were in the area i readied my gun but the cargo i was meant to deliver well for one of the missions it was actually really bulky and heavy and for the other mission it was really fragile and so i was carrying this large tower of cargo on my back (laughs) and i was trying to run from these mules and i started to overbalance because i stepped on like a pebble or something and i was like whoa and i tried to correct my balance by you know shifting to the right but when i pressed the right mouse button i just pulled out my gun instead and then i just was like waving the gun in the air as i toppled over sideways and all my cargo just spilled everywhere and then all the mules caught up to me and started like punching me and i was like no (laughs) and i managed to like get myself to my feet shoot them and tie them up quickly you know slam all the cargo back onto my back and then just like run and do this amazing jump over a canyon like i literally like sprinted up to the lip and like you know it it wasn't slow motion but it felt like it should have been you know jumped over this canyon evaded the mules and i was like yeah i'm a genius and then i was just like running along and then you know more mules were coming from a different direction and there was another canyon in the distance and i was like right i'm gonna do it again and i lined up and i jumped and I just like fell 30 feet straight into this like canyon and did some kind of it's like was it a bigger not, jump did you was it a bigger jump was it a bigger gap I think I just misjudged it I just got overexcited <laughs> and jumped too soon <laughs> yeah because I, I, I was like oh I could I could put in a climbing rope but no I'm gonna just I nailed the first jump I can do this and then like whoo fell down the hole and i didn't like fall down on my hands and knees i actually just like landed square on my feet and like boom like knelt you know like my knees absorbed the impact but like all of my cargo yeah like all of the cargo like has these like shock impact bands on it and they all flashed red and i was like well that's not a good sign i then like ran along this canyon until i found a way to climb up and in doing so, I managed to evade the mules. So, all good. Got to the first settlement, delivered the heavy cargo. So, it was a bit damaged, but I still got an okay rating. I think I got an A for that one. And so, I just had one more delivery to complete, which was this fragile iPad, basically. 
And that was more beaten up because, you know, it's a fragile thing, but it was like 20% damage. But, you know, luckily between me and that next settlement, there were no obvious obstacles. You know, there were the terrain looked kind of just, well, there were no big holes in it and there were no mules either. So I thought, okay, I can do this. Started running to the next settlement. And I was much more nimble as well because I dropped off all the heavy cargo. And then my codec goes off. And I've got a call from Mama, like this character. And she's like, oh, hey, why don't you try riding your floating carrier? You can surf it like down steep inclines. You won't fall off. And I was like, oh, this sounds cool. It's like Breath of the Wild, you know, the shield surfing. So I pop out this floating carrier, which is something you get later. It lets you like, drag more car it's like a sled kind of like a floating anti-grav sled i set it up i hop onto it and i'm going woo and i'm like skating down this hill and it's like yeah this is really cool and then (laughs) i like clip a rock and i just like face plant cargo everywhere bb is crying (laughs) like disaster so I'm never doing that again. And I walk very carefully <laughs> to the settlement, turn in the cargo. It's like 45% damage. Like 50% is like you fail the mission. So it was like just about okay. And yeah, the guy was like, so this is what passes for professional service around here, is it? I still got a B though. That's not bad actually. So... You're blaming bad luck. Not because you're inept. <laughs> no, I'm blaming stupidity. I mean, like... <laughs> Stupid for listening I jumped, I jumped down a giant hole and then I surfed into a rock. I mean, I can't really blame anyone else, can I? Actually, the other funny thing is, I think it was probably a coincidence, but after I got to my room, I tried to, like, soothe BB. And this weird nightmare kind of sequence played where, you know, usually you like rock BB and it's like says BB is happy. And instead of like rocking the little carrier, I like tapped on the pod and BB tapped it back. And then I tapped it some more and BB tapped it back and I knocked on the pod and BB knocked on it back really aggressively. And then I pulled my fist back as if I was going to punch the pod and then like stop myself. And then, like, you know, he looks at his fist and he's like, what am I doing? And then it cuts to BB. And BB puts both of his hands on the glass and he starts headbutting the glass. It's like, bang, bang. And then, like, the glass starts cracking. And then it, like, shatters and BB's, like, flying towards your face. Like, it's like, what the? And then, like, you startle awake and it was, like, a nightmare. That was messed up. You don't think that's a... You think that's a result of your... Yeah, so I don't. I think it's just like a low probability thing, but it could also be because I pissed off BB by pulling out a gun and face planting and then jumping down a canyon and then surfing into a rock, you know, like because BB was crying every time I like face planted. So I don't know. Maybe if you piss him off, it it's more likely to happen. That would be neat. I mean, something we've not talked about to now is BB. I mean, I don't really know how BB works as a mechanic, if I'm honest. 
That's true. We haven't talked about BB. I mean, there's there's probably quite a lot we could say about BB, but maybe it's better for a spoiler app. You know, uh, yeah. there's like there's BB as a character, and there's BB as yeah, a tool. To be honest, I don't know that much about either yet. I think it's yet another thing that will, yet another thing I'm hoping will be revealed in the next twenty hours of the game, but. Yeah, B, I mean, BB's main purpose is to tell you where BTs are, right? Yeah. When, when you're in a BT-infested area, your scanner will activate because of its connection to BB, and it will point to the direction of the nearest BT. Yeah, that's what it's meant to do. <laughs> is that not your experience? Uh, yeah, that is. I just don't... I don't really enjoy the BT sections, nor do I really understand the BT sections. For instance, I don't feel like it's stealth. I'm not hiding behind anything. I'm just trying to avoid them. I'm just avoiding points on the map, which I'm blind to, because I have to de- rely on my scanner. So I don't really... Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah, think I'm... That's I'm a fully- really interesting insight. Yeah. So I don't think I'm very efficient or effective when I'm navigating the BT sections because I don't really know what the best way to approach it is. Yeah, you're you're right. I mean, I characterized it as stealth, but it, it it you're right. It's not it's not a traditional stealth game approach because it's stealth, but the guards are blind, right? Like BTs can't see you; they can only hear you, and yeah, there's there's a whole mechanic about holding your breath to be quieter when you're moving near BTs. I mean, I I generally don't enjoy enforced stealth sections that much. It's it's funny because I guess they can be really rewarding. Like when you complete a stealth section stealthily, you feel like, wow, I did something really hard. But I just I just take so long. <laughs> doing stealth sections that usually i just usually i just brute force them by like knocking out all the guards kind of thing you know (laughs) so yeah i I don't think i'm necessarily doing the bt sections very well but i think you can actually get away with a lot i mean i haven't really tried pushing the envelope that much but i don't think the bts are terribly observant I say observant. It's the it's the opposite of observant. I mean, they're they're literally not observant. They're blind. But you know what I mean. Like they're not very sensitive. Like you, you can you can actually get pretty close before it becomes an issue. And I think in that very first stealth mission, when I had no idea what was going on, I think I did actually trigger a BT and I got grabbed by one. And you can just like shake it off and run away. Like. I had some weird thing where like this massive oily puddle like formed underneath me and all these like hands reached up and like grabbing my legs and I was able just to like kick them away and just like sprint off. So maybe it's just because it was the first section that's more forgiving. But from that, I felt like you could get away with quite a lot. I did the same thing. I think maybe because it was the first section, the the density of BTs was quite low maybe so you are able to run away to something safe rather than run into more trouble which i would expect would have been what would have happened if it were later in the game i don't know i mean 
in the subsequent BT sections that I've played, I have never been caught again. I mean, maybe it's just because I know what's going on better now, but that first one, I found the hardest. I, I, it makes me wonder if maybe like the BT density in the first one is actually higher, but they're just much more forgiving about letting you escape. Just to just to make sure you see more of the mechanics. Like, I, I don't know, I just wonder. I mean, the BTs do move around, because if you, if you activate the scanner and you're not moving, it will actually show you the BTs. So you can actually see them. And you, you can see they drift about a bit. So they do kind of have, like, patrol routes, and you do kind of have to worry about navigating in a traditional stealth sense. But, yeah, again, interesting insight. It is different, because... It's only your sound you need to worry about. Should we talk about something else? Go on. I wanted to talk about peeing outside. <laughs> what happened? It, it feels like this was the only thing people wanted to talk about when this game first came out. What's the cost of me not peeing at all? I mean, from a gameplay point of view... You you know what? Actually, I don't know what happens if your bladder becomes completely full. Do you just like wet yourself or something? That would be really funny. I mean, that feels like a very Kojima thing to happen. But I I don't know if your bladder has a maximum capacity, or if you just like burst or something and have to go to hospital. But yeah, you can you can pee outside. You can also just use the toilet in your room. If you pee outside. I think it causes a mushroom to spawn, like a holographic mushroom on the chiral network. And when a lot of people pee in the same spot, the mushroom patch becomes bigger. And, and, and I've seen cryptobiotes start to like swarm around big mushroom patches. So I guess that's a good thing if you're trying to harvest cryptobiotes. If you pee in your room, it makes number one grenades which i think is actually really funny and if you poop in your room it makes number two grenades and you, you know you can literally throw your pee at bts i've heard they're quite effective i mean i don't know i've i've i think i tried you, you if you shower you make number zero grenades or something as well like i i think i tried them but they didn't seem to do that much so i haven't really bothered since okay should we move on to the cargo management what do you have to say about it I had such high hopes for this, but I think, I think the reality is that there's an auto-arrange option, and I think it does a better job than me. Yeah, I, I started out by shifting things around myself, and then I basically just always hit auto-arrange now as well, because it's just more efficient. Which is disappointing, because I thought inventory management would be a, a game in itself. Yeah, I mean, Inventory Tetris can be fun. I'm just thinking like Deus Ex games, for example. You know, deciding what to carry and, and all of that is a game in itself. But, I mean, there, there are some times when you have to worry about how the cargo has been stacked. Like, I, I did quite a funny mission where I had to deliver a pizza. And one of the, you know, one of the actual, like, criteria of the mission was keep flat like i had to i had to hold the pizza horizontally and if i 
if I let it go on its side, then obviously the pizza would be ruined and I would fail the mission. Like I thought that was quite cute. And then of course you had to make sure when you were arranging the cargo that the pizza was flat on the top and not just like, you know, slip down the side where it might be efficient, but it would ruin the pizza. I had, I had one last thing to say about this impressions playthrough section. It's really surprising that a, a walking simulator can be so fun. Yeah, I agree. I'm genuinely surprised that this game is fun. <laughs> is it the walking simulator that's fun, or is it the whole package? That's the thing. Like, it's the whole package. Yeah, I, I, I think if you were to make just a walking simulator with these mechanics, it would be an interesting curiosity, but it wouldn't it wouldn't be this engaging. Like, what makes this game fun is, like, all the, all the polish and all the personality. Like, the game is just nuts, but in a good way. You know, like, we already mentioned the totally mental story. And then there's, there's just, like, really unapologetically nuts stuff. Like, there's, like, the really in-your-face product placement with monster energy you know like it's just like it's so in your face but it's not offensive (laughs) i mean it kind of is offensive but it's also like completely appropriate for this game it feels like so you know i mean in another game it might be like oh this is ridiculous but in this game it's like yeah it seems totally reasonable that monster energy has a massive product placement and is like right in the focus of the camera and you know massive branding I don't know. Do, you, do you think Hideo Kojima just likes Monster Energy or do you think they paid him a lot of money? Or maybe it's both. It could be both. Could be both. There's also other crazy stuff. Have you seen all of Sam's weird fourth wall breaking gestures in the private room? Like if you zoom in on Sam, he just starts, you know, like gurning or swearing or like, you know, flexing his muscles. Like he just plays up to the camera. And, like, if you decide to inspect the figures behind him, he, like, steps away and, like, steps out to the side of the camera and, like, points at the figures and the camera zooms in on them. Like, he like he knows he's in a film, you know? Like, things like that. Or there's, like, a completely pointless, but f- I think it's pointless, minigame. Have you ever used the sink in your room? Uh, yes... And if you use the sink, you can just kind of like move. I mean, for me, I think it's moving the mouse. I guess for you, it'd be the right stick. And then like Sam will just pull a face or do something. And then you can take a picture of it. And then if you made a particularly funny face, BB will give you likes. This I didn't do. Yeah. So like I just made a gesture and then like Sam washes his face and then you like a and sticks out his tongue and I was like and took the picture and it was like BB likes bing and you know 33 thumbs up it, it was I, I think that's literally the only point of it is just to make funny faces and have BB like it but those likes add up in fact just getting likes like what's the point of likes I don't think you can spend them on anything but I just like getting more likes which which is clearly the whole point you know they're they're addictive you just get like this cool little it's like this 
really chirpy robotic voice is like like and then little tone and like the counter spinning upwards you get that dopamine hit what does it mean it's it's all ah the other thing i noticed like sometimes when you open an email from an npc you get likes it will say you know like you got 10 likes and then i looked at the email and i realized there were 10 thumbs up emoji in the email (laughs) so when someone puts a thumbs up in the email you get a like there's just like loads of little touches like that that are ridiculous. But I don't know, they just make it really fun. Did you notice this for one email or for all the emails? I'm just wondering whether you saw this once and it was a coincidence. I'm pretty sure it's always the case. I'm not 100% certain that it's one-to-one with the thumbs up emoji. But I think it is. Shall we bring it to a close? So to summarise our experience so far. I think I'm too early to say, to commit to anything. That's the right thing to say. I think it's too early for me to commit to anything. But everything is, everything works. Or the, the gameplay works. It's whether the lore is just, how that will settle. I mean, that's a massive unknown for me. And how the sort of, all the gameplay mechanics that are in place. It's just how they expand. But you've already given me a few like winks and nods to show me that it's going to go somewhere interesting. I think it depends on your definition of interesting. I mean, I think I'm also too soon to make a firm judgment. Like, I'm surprised. I'm genuinely surprised how much I'm enjoying it. Like, you know, I was curious about this game for a while, but I didn't expect to actually enjoy it. I expected to be like absolutely lambasting it. But weirdly, no, I'm, I really like it. You know, I, I want to play more. I want to finish it. I want to know what's going on. But, you know, like some games peak in the middle some games peak at the end so who knows where it's going to go next you know um, after i play another 23 hours am i going to think it's a masterpiece or am i going to think it's self-indulgent wankery because that seems to be what the reviews are saying you know some of them loved it and some of them were just like this is literally what happens when you give someone a hundred million dollars and let them do whatever they like you know, like, what is this game? So, yeah, which side of that fence am I going to come down on? I mean, it's it's a weird game. 
you know, it's got like it if if you had these like mechanics in an indie game, you know, it's it's an experimental game just with a hundred million dollars of polish. I mean, some other things, I guess. I'm thinking about it. It's a funny game to be playing now. That you know, there are running themes throughout the game of isolation and people having to connect remotely and the pandemic has kind of made the real world like that i think i naively thought this year was going to be better and now i'm coming to realize after being stranded in the uk and unable to return home for three months no things are worse this year you know things are going to get worse before they get better so Maybe that's also making it more real. Receiving likes as a proxy for human interaction. Hmm. That's a, I think that's an interesting insight. And then also, does Hideo Kojima have an America fetish? I mean, maybe maybe this is just like so obvious and I'm really late to the party saying this, but like, why set this game in America? Why have this whole song and dance about being the last president of the United States and reconnect America, make us whole again, you know, it's just like these themes of American exceptionalism and individualism, it's just like I don't know it's just like, why as a Japanese game studio set your game in America, but then equally, obviously why not? I mean, I think sometimes Sometimes it takes someone who's looking in from the outside to see something for how it really is. You know, it's like you can't see the forest for the trees. So maybe Kojima's deconstruction of America is somehow capturing some essence of America that an American studio would never be able to, you know, see. Did you play the Metal Gear Solid games? Not deeply. Like I, I played, I played the first one at around the time it came out. So that's like in the nineties, right? That's a long time ago. And obviously, we both played five more recently. But I haven't played any of the intervening ones. Like I know those games also have a lot of this mad American fetishism Com- in yeah. them. This American commentary. Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> Maybe this is an incredibly redundant thing to say about Kojima, but you know it's new to me. Also, I, you know, I'm not American, so I don't know how I don't know how this game comes across to someone who is American. Like, has has Kojima accurately portrayed the feel of what it's like to be an American citizen? I don't know. Okay, and then one last thing from me. Again, coming back to enjoying the game, I don't even quite understand why I'm enjoying it. Maybe maybe it's just the dopamine hit of the likes. It's like the boring parts of the game are in some ways the most fun. You know, like what brings me joy in this game is not beating down a load of mules and robbing them 
even though I do love stealing, in games, not in real life. Nor is it evading a load of BTs. You know, what, what I enjoy is delivering the cargo, getting that S rank, and receiving a boatload of likes. And I have made deliveries where the obvious route is through mule territory or through BT territory. And I have just done some really boring, circuitous route where I've just walked in the wilderness for miles in order to make a safe delivery. And I really enjoyed it. You know, I I enjoyed that more than going in and having an action-packed battle with mules or a cool adrenaline pumping stealthy trek through BT territory. You know, I enjoyed just walking boringly through the wilderness and getting those likes. You're not alone. That sounds that sounds like something that would appeal to me also. And I guess that's the reason why Kojima is a game designer and I'm not. I don't know why. I don't I can't articulate why that works. Or how it should work. It's a surprise, but it's but Mike, fun. But Mike, you're meant to be designing games, so you should you should be able to comment. Yeah, I'm going right, to make some really boring game that has like some amazingly exciting payoff. Boom! Like, 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 like fireworks. Yeah, you're right. I should be taking notes. Anyway, we're going to do a part two. It's going to be filled with spoilers. I'm going to try and finish the game. I'm just going to make as much progress as as I can. And so we're going to wrap it up for now. We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please, please, please. You can find us on email mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club On Twitter at lostlevelsclub Anywhere else? Reddit slash r slash lostlevelsclub So Michael, what are you grateful for today? I am grateful that I bumped into a friend from Hong Kong in London, like seriously, what are the chances of that? Like, it's a small, it's a small world after all. During lockdown as well. During lockdown, well, so yes, it's lockdown, but you're allowed to go outside for essential exercise and food, and you're allowed to go out for food. So, honestly, I'm after after like being here for months. I'm fed up. I you know I need to go outside. I. Oh, geez. Let's hope I don't catch Corona. I went out to buy a burger and I got my burger and everything's got to be takeaway. You know, you're not allowed to eat in anywhere. Right. So I got my burger, found a bench, sat down on the bench to eat my burger, looked to my left and did a double take. And on the bench to the left of me, also eating a burger from the same place was someone I used to work with in Hong Kong who moved back to the UK last year. 
Like, seriously, what are the chances of that? And they were like, whoa, you moved back here too. And I was like, no, actually, I just came back for Christmas and now I'm trapped. And he was like, lol. <laughs> but we're going to meet up again after lockdown ends. So, fun times. So, Michael says bye. Bye-bye.